Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey, and just like the last episode we had, this would be the point where Matt would say, and my name is Matt, but Matt is still out enjoying the birth of his brand new daughter, and we couldn't be happier. Uh, Very healthy, very exciting addition to the family. Matt will be back next episode, so awesome. Uh, But for this episode, we wanted to continue along with our, you know, two episodes a week streak, and I wanted to bring somebody on who is going to kind of talk about an element of Disney that maybe you've heard of, maybe you've considered, maybe you've even been part of, but he's going to help kind of demystify it a little bit. I've always found this element uh, interesting, and it's never been something that I've been part of, and that is Run Disney. Uh, basically, Disney's version of running a, um, a 5K, running a half marathon, a marathon, and they have all kinds of them throughout the year, at least when it's not COVID. And so I have brought on somebody I literally have known since uh, I think you were 14 and I was probably 16, uh, Scott, probably something like that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, you've been, you've been really, really close friends, best friends with, with my brother, Ryan, Um, you know, all through high school, you guys were in marching band. You guys, I remember you guys took a Disney trip down to Florida at marching band. Um, but, you know, I've known you just for a very long time. I mean, better part of 20 plus years of my life. And uh, you are quite the runner, quite the health uh, you know, person when it comes to running and, and doing this, not only with Run Disney, but just marathons in general. So you're like the perfect person to talk about this. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something that I've, I've been doing for a little while and I enjoy doing it. And the Disney component just is a whole lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into the run Disney part of it, why don't you maybe just give us a brief rundown about kind of your Disney fandom? Like, how did you get into Disney? How much of a Disney fanatic, Disney nerd are you? Uh, Does your family share that same passion as you? Just give us a little bit of rundown about that. Definitely. It's my first trip that I remember was, I believe it was about fourth grade, uh, going down to Disney World and just enjoyed it. My Family kind of got in a groove, I think, of maybe every year, every other year of going down uh, the midwinter break that we had. And it's just something I've always enjoyed going. I think we had two trips uh, in high school that we went down as the, the marching band. And just over the years, I've just enjoyed it. It's similar to I've heard you say, Casey, that it's just kind of a happy place. I just enjoy being there. And I, li- I like going on different places for vacations, but at the same time, going back to Disney, there's just always a part of it that's just fun. And <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> my buddy Sam, real quick before you continue, my buddy Sam, he always goes, why do you keep going back to Disney? There's so many other places you could go. And my answer is because you can literally get everything at Disney and it's different every time you go. Oh, absolutely. There, there's so <laughs> many different components. I mean, it, the whole idea of this with Run Disney it's just a different thing that you can do when you're there. That's just a unique thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Disney continues to come up with ideas that allow you to have fun, new experiences every time you go. Absolutely. We're going to get into kind of the logistics of it here in a couple of minutes, but I really want to talk about kind of how you got into the run Disney component. You know, Absolutely. how did you discover it? Um, how many races have you been in? Talk to us a little bit about your personal experiences and then we'll get into some of the logistics. Yeah, so 
I maybe I believe it was about 2014. I started running a little bit more serious than just like a mile or two here and there. And one of my students, I was youth pastoring at the time, we threw around the idea of like, hey, there's a full marathon in Dearborn that's coming up, uh, Dearborn, Michigan, and it's the Martian Marathon, and maybe we should do this. And yeah. his dad had been a runner. He uh, did cross country. And we were just talking about it. And I thought, oh, this is a great idea. It's never going to happen. And then about two weeks later, he comes back in and says, my dad and I have both registered for uh, the marathon. Have you signed up yet? So I was kind of stuck. And so I ran it with them, barely survived that first one. And then about two weeks later, his uh, dad mentioned to me, well, you do know that Disney has its own marathon. And it kind of piqued my interest. I was kind of done uh, doing marathons. I kind of crossed off that box and it interested me. Well, if I'm going to do another one, Disney sounds like a great one. And when the more I looked into it, realizing that if you do their full marathon, you get to run through all four of the parks and get to do all this backstage area. It just sounded unique. I'm like, I'll do one more. And Disney, like so many things, Disney just does it right that it got me hooked. I've done five full marathons with them. I've done one year I did their Goofy Challenge, which is a half marathon on Saturday and a full marathon on Sunday. And I'm signed up to go back down uh, in January. Hopefully, it, it sounds like for the the marathon weekend in January, they have massively reduced the amount of people who are allowed to run and that they're going to be able to distance it appropriately. So hopefully they're not canceling it in January. But it's it's the one place where I kind of keep going back to just because it's a very fun experience to run. That's awesome. So I want to... <clears throat> kind of get into some of the logistics of of how the process goes and along that line talk about you know if somebody wanted to get into this for the first time what are some do's and don'ts so i want to start with this when you go to the run disney website it is from my perspective at least the last time i was there it does feel a bit overwhelming it just seemed like there's a lot going on there's multiple races to consider mm -hmm. um for somebody who's maybe new, what might be a good starting race or a good starting one to consider to, to kind of get their feet wet, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. It's So the way they break down, there's a couple different race weekends. You have the marathon weekend in January, uh, the princess weekend in February, Star Wars in April, and then during the Wine and Dine Festival, they have a, a series of races that those ones usually the theme changes from year to year. This particular year, uh, with everything going on, it uh, moved to a virtual race. So you essentially are, you can run in your neighborhood and they'll send you the shirt and send you the medal. Uh, it was okay. going to be villains this year. So there's a lot of people that had been looking forward to that. Uh, so part number one, you want to identify what is the series of races that attracts my attention the most. You look at the, the princess weekend that all the medals are going to have princesses on them. The Star Wars, obviously, are going to be Star Wars. Uh, Wine and Dine, again, can change. And the Marathon Weekend is typically uh, themed after uh, Mickey, Minnie, uh, Donald, Goofy, and Dopey. Dopey being running the 5K, 10K, half and full in four consecutive days. So part mm. of it is identifying what theme that you like. From there, it's the matter of distance. That uh, 5K is 3.1 miles. 10K is 6.2 
the half marathon is 13.1 miles and the full marathon is 26.2. So if you've never run a full before, I don't suggest starting with a full. Uh, but the, the thing that they do nice is they're early in the morning. Okay. So if you even say like, I can walk um, a 5K, I can walk that 3.1 miles. You're more than welcome to walk really any of these races. You have to maintain a 16 minute per mile pace in order to finish. Disney uh, has the balloon ladies uh, in these races that they're the very last people to cross the starting line and they're holding a deliberate 16 minute pace. And they do this through all of the races. And the, the nice thing with it is, you know that if the further up you are in the corrals, the more time you have. So uh, 5K and I believe 10K, they don't necessarily set a, um, a corral expectation time, but with a half or the full, you have to do uh, a race before to place in further uh, corrals closer to the front. And the, the further up to the front you are, the more time you have to complete the race. Okay. Uh, so okay. from there, it really kind of just becomes, um, what's my running background? Have I ever done it before? And if you haven't, you just want to do a race, then the 5k is probably the best uh, place to start. But there's all kinds of programs that are like the couch, the 5k where it gets you uh, going and training. They're tied in with uh, Jeff Galloway, who's one of the top marathon runner uh, trainers in the world. And he does a run walk method. Uh, that you you can get their plan and look into and you just you kind of follow the schedule and follow the plan and if you really kind of pour yourself into it it's it's a nice way of staying healthy but also have a, a motivating goal and disney again does things right they give you a, a great shirt for whatever races you're in and the medals are some of the best medals that i've ever seen so i think that you raise a really good point because you know when i think of you know, running a race, I think of people who are at the peak of their health and fitness, but that, yes, you have to be healthy. I mean, if you're, if you have a trouble walking from, you know, getting up and walking somewhere, you're not necessarily going to be able to do this, but you know, it doesn't, from a body shape perspective, you know, these aren't all lean people. you got people of all body shapes, Absolutely. Uh, you know, who, who, who are doing this and at all paces. And it's not, you know, oftentimes when you think of running, you know, you, you think of who's going to finish first, that has nothing to do with this. It is you finished, right? I mean, that's the pride is in the, I started this thing. I trained for it and training is a loose word. Training can be really intense. Training can just be making sure that you are able to keep up with that 16 minute mark and then you finish it. Right. And, and there's just a lot of pride in that part of it. Correct. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially the, the main race that I run at this point in my life is the full marathon. And to me, my goal the very first time was just to finish. The success of times is I'm trying to beat my own record. But yeah. there literally are thousands of people running this race. It's a very small grouping of people who even have a chance at quote unquote winning. That my finish time is, I believe my best is somewhere about four hours and 40 minutes. My long-term goal is to get under four hours, but mm-hmm. the people who are winning are usually somewhere in the two and a half hour mark. So if wow. the idea for me winning is not even on the radar. It's about me improving myself and me getting into better health and me doing better. And do they so, actually, do, do they declare a winner? Is that something that's part of it? Yeah, they do. There's, uh, I believe there's cash prizes and I know that there's like trophies that go out to the people who win. 
that uh, the the running bid that you have on that you would see anybody running with yeah. their, their number, there is a micro uh, chip that's on the back of it. And so uh-huh. if you cross over when you cross over the 5k mark, the the half uh, marathon mark and in different spots, it actually reports your time and mm. what your splits are. And in, in the case of me, like if I'm down there with my family, they can get text messages knowing where I'm at at the race. So they know how long they have to get to the, the finish line so they can see me cross the finish line. That's really cool. <laughs> that just gave me chills just hearing you say that. I mean, that's just, and that's why you do it. And you really hit the, the nail on the head there, which is you're doing it to be healthy. You're doing it to remain fit. You're, you're doing it for the pride of saying I ran a marathon. And like you said, the first time is I want to finish. The second time is, okay, let me start to figure out a way to beat my time. Totally. Um, you know, obviously there's, there's, there is a huge benefit to, I don't say benefit. There's a huge, um, part of the the allure of this is you're in a disney park you're backstage you're in the parks before anybody else is there you know all those things you're getting to see the sunrise over the cinderella's castle whatever it may be um knowing nothing about running marathons are are there different parts of the course that are harder to run than others because they're more uphill or downhill. Um, mm-hmm. How do you, tra- is that something you have to train for? How does that work? Can you talk a little bit about that? So one of the nice things with Disney is most of the course is extremely flat. Mm-hmm. That there's one spot in particular, I believe it's about mile 22. You're headed to Hollywood studios and there is a, um, highway express ramp that you have to run up at that point. And so it's really late. It's a pretty steep hill, but it's, again, this is the Disney experience with it is they have the green army men from toy story who are there and they have like a microphone on. And so they're, if they see anybody walking in that moment, they're coaching them. They're yelling at them come on soldier, get going. So they, they intentionally know where their spots are in the, in the course right. that are a little bit more difficult. And in those moments, uh, when they're able to control it, that's where they're putting some of the food and nutrition stops. That's where they're putting some of the characters or entertainment to kind of take your mind off of those things. That's so cool. And that's, and that's exactly why you would do this with Disney. Now, you know, obviously you can run a marathon in any major city across the country, be it Chicago or Boston or Detroit or Dearborn or New York or, or whatever. Um, from a cost perspective, does a Disney marathon or a Disney run typically cost on par as you might find elsewhere? Is it more expensive because you get more from it? Can you talk a little bit about that? It's within reason for sure. Like normally when you, when you think of like, I'm going to go to Disney and I'm going to do this, that it's easy to kind of rack up. Well, there's additional costs with it. I did the last year. I did the free press marathon in Detroit which is an international that you run across the ambassador bridge and then back through the tunnel uh, underneath the water. And so I want to say that one was somewhere in the neighborhood of about $80. I want to say the Disney marathon without looking at it online, I want to say it's in the 130, 140 range. So okay. it is a little bit more. Uh, but one of the things that I can speak to it is I feel like you get your money out of it. And the reason yeah. being like, you're getting a really nice medal. I mean, in both cases, you're getting a nice medal. But you're uh, 
there's more nutrition stops. I feel like it's about every mile to mile and a half. They have a Powerade or Gatorade stop and a water stop. They have medical tents all over the place. They bring in more entertainment DJs that are uh, different places. They've got a couple long stretches of the road that you run and they've got massive screens up that are running cartoons, uh, just different Disney cartoons. You have uh, like unique character stops all across the, the, the entire tr uh, course. The characters that you don't see in the park. Uh, just for example, I, I wrote down a couple of them. Uh, that Captain Hook, uh, Star-Lord and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy. You have the Haunted Mansion Grave Diggers that are out. Darkwing Duck, Launchpad, Scrooge McDuck, Oswald, uh, Jafar. Oswald. I got a picture of Jafar. Oswald? Oswald, yeah. This past year, I believe it was the 5K. Oswald was the theme of the 5K. and so At the Disney metal, World? At Disney World, yes. Oh, my God. I mean, that that you never see Oswald at World, ever. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they had them out uh, that you could pictures oh. taken that uh, Jafar, like, I got a picture with Jafar. Like, may, usually I don't stop for the characters because I am uh, trying to get the, the better time. And so some yeah. of the character stops can take a little while. Uh, I was leaving the Magic Kingdom right by Splash Mountain and Jafar was there. There was no line. I ran right up, got my picture taken. And, and they're doing the, um, I'm losing the name of it, the, the whole uh, photo pass with Disney. Yeah. So you don't even have to pull out your phone. They take your picture, and then a couple hours later, it's populated into with the rest of your. Is picture. that included in the in the? So the photo, I mean that right there. You think about a photo pass. You think about Memory Maker, which is what you get when you go to the parks. That right there is yeah. a hundred and fifty dollar value. So yeah. I mean, so it's, yeah. And in, in any other major race, you're signing up for it, and then you're also having to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, so, and there's so many photo ops along the course. Like you, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, like the sun rising over Cinderella's castle every year, they, they make some tweaks and changes to the course, but with it being the, I believe it's, it's typically within the first like 10 to 12 days of January, all the Christmas decorations are still out. Mm. And like, this is my favorite part of the course is usually it's between mile five and eight running into the magic kingdom. You come in, uh, just off to the side of Main Street USA, you turn mm. the corner and they'll let uh, family members into the Magic Kingdom so that you can line one half of Main Street and then the other half, the runners are going down and all of the Christmas lights are on. Uh, the oh. castle is lit up with the, all the Christmas lights and like I'm getting goosebumps right now just talking I about am it. I too. I'm tearing up thinking about it. My it's God. The first time I ever did it, it's like you're running straight down Main Street USA, the castle there, the crowds <sighs> cheering and roaring. And then you you run through Tomorrowland. You uh, loop back around through Fantasyland. You run through the castle, and they have photographers ready to take your picture right in front of Cinderella's castle. <sighs> um, I mean, it just it's, it's one of these like experiences that it just is absolutely amazing. And it's only... The, the half and the full marathon at uh, Marathon Weekend, and I believe the, the half, which is the longest race during Princess Weekend, those are the only three races, to my knowledge, that go through the castle. And it's such an awesome experience. I mean, what, what you've just described there and the words you use is exactly right. It is an experience. What you've described to me, this entire thing, the, 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 the monitors with the cartoons, the characters, the DJ booths, the food places, the, 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 the drinks. It's like one giant 
festival weekend. Oh, it actually is. Disney eyes. And, and I, I, maybe you can speak to this. I know a lot of people who will go down there for the weekend or for a race or whatever. They'll run their race. They'll run their couple of races, but they plan an entire trip around it. It's not just yeah. there for the race. They do the race and then they've got four or five days of being down there enjoying it almost as a vacation and they're able to wear their medals around their neck while they're in the parks with pride and people are stopping them and congratulating them and saying great job i I mean is that something that you've done i have yeah um typically i for me almost so I've, i've went down and done it five times one time like i mentioned i did the goofy challenge in that case uh it was a little bit more tied into the running because it's too really early morning wake-ups kind of my routine i'm, I'm a, a little bit superstitious when it comes to all of it i like being at the front very front of my corral so i'm waking mm-hmm. up uh on marathon morning at about 2 30 2 45 in the morning Goodness. then getting getting dressed getting ready uh getting onto the bus at right about three o'clock it goes over to epcot's parking lot in the morning and then you have it's once you get into the starting area it's about a three quarters to a mile walk to the starting line mm-hmm. uh, and the race starts at five. And so in, in my case, I'm getting done somewhere in that 1030 ish range. Mm-hmm. And so usually that Sunday I'm kind of spent. So we usually do it like going to the, the pool at the resort or just like laying back and being easy. But then Monday morning, typically we're at the magic kingdom uh, walking around. You can, you can tell, these the, the, these are the people that are a little bit sore because it's a little bit harder to get into Space Mountain's uh, a car at that point. <laughs> a lot of muscles are a little tight, but you just you see so many people that are wearing all their medals. The people that do dopey will be wearing their uh, 5K, 10K, half full, their goofy medal and their dopey medal. So they're walking around with six medals, and you're hearing all this clanging going on. Oh. It's it's a really cool experience in that. And one of the cool things too. And so you have all of these that are uh, races that are going on, but at the same time at the ESPN wide world of sports, they do kid races too. So you can oh, wow. kind of make it a whole family deal. And so they have diaper dash, hundred yard dash, 200 yard dash, uh, all the way up to the Mickey mile for the 12 year olds before they start uh, really letting the, the older kids begin doing the 5k as well with, with mom or dad. And again, price point wise, again, talking $130 a race or whatever it is that you guys end up doing, that is not a bad price point for what you get. Again, the oh, photo cool. pass alone, the the medal, the shirt, the again, the the way you described what you were seeing in the park, those are only views you're going to get in these circumstances. Oh, totally. And wow. And it's I know you and I were talking about it um just on messenger the other day, one of the cool things is you, you literally get to go backstage of all of the parks. Yeah. It's the things that you don't get to see unless you're a cast member. And so to be able to be backstage and see some of the things, uh, like even when you go into animal kingdom, they, they pull out some of the animals that um, are probably a little bit safer to be around that you can actually see as you run backstage into wow. it. One of, the, one of the cool things too, is that, depending on what time you hit certain parks that you can actually stop and get on expedition Everest ride the roller coaster and then hop back into the marathon. <laughs> Do you like the single rider line or something? Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. And that is get, hilarious. When you get into Epcot that you enter where uh, England is 
Yeah. Uh, you, you come back in that back gate and then you run all of the nations and there's people who they have their magic band and someone's stopping in Germany for a beer, someone's stopping in Mexico <laughs> for a tequila. Uh, so you're seeing people cross the finish line with food from food and drink from Epcot. <laughs> and you get to the final turn. So this is right about mile 26. They have a gospel choir that is singing like like the hallelujah chorus uh, when you have 22 miles left to go. And oh then you, them, you see this massive grandstand and it's full of people who are cheering with announcers that are saying people's names as they cross the finish line. It's just, it's such an experience. Wow. I mean that, you know, I need, I need to, first of all, get into shape that, that I, because to me, like that right there, you know, we talk a lot about Disney and Disney experiences on this podcast. And, and again, a lot of people listening to the show have experienced a lot of this, you know, you go to the parks, you kind of know the routine this is just, if you want to experience Disney in a different way, this sounds like that way to be able to do it. Oh, so let me do this. Let me ask you this. Somebody who is starting out, um, you know, we kind of already said kind of pick your theme, you know, pick the weekend that you want to go. Let's just kind of do a little, like, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started? Like what, give me Scott's, you know, couple of tips and tricks to know uh for your first time at run disney what should people do what shouldn't they do yeah absolutely i mean first thing is be prepared to have fun that it's a very fun atmosphere that if you're purely going for your personal record it's going to be very difficult because there are some spots where the course really gets narrow just Mm -hmm. especially even using the case of main street usa like it gets pretty tight and it's very difficult in certain spots to run your pace. So go okay. in prepared to have fun, knowing that you got a shot at your personal record, but there may be some things that p- prevent you from it. That that really is a variety of, of people. You're gonna have people that are there, again, purely to have fun and just to experience it. And some of the, these people are gonna be legitimately wearing costumes of their favorite Disney characters as they run that if I'll, I'll put out a word of advice, if that's you and you want to do that, make sure that you run uh, your, one of your last major tra- uh, training runs while wearing that costume mm. because clothing rubs weird. And if you haven't run in that particular shirt, you might all of a sudden get rashes and spots that uh, you weren't expecting and it'd be uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, think Annie Bernard in the office. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, so you want to kind of prepare for that. You want to have some fun, uh, realize that it is, you always have to treat the race with seriousness. That anytime you start talking long distances, that if you don't train properly, you're going to hurt or you may hurt yourself. So mm-hmm. always do the, the training, always prepare yourself. There's been some that I've been better trained for than others. The year I did Goofy, that in order to prepare myself to run back-to-back days, my training was set up where I was doing two long runs, uh, like one on Friday, one on Saturday. And so at the peak, I was doing a 10-mile run on Friday followed with a 20-mile run on Saturday to get mm-hmm. myself ready for it. Uh, that I would say that there's two running uh, uh, groups, uh, run Disney groups on, on, on Facebook. One is Run Disney Run, and the other is Team Hashtag Run Disney. 
And there's all kinds of good advice in there that you're going to be able to find. When is this race sign up? Especially in the, the COVID phase that we're in right now, a lot of these races are selling out same day and mm-hmm. even selling out within hours. In the, in the case of Marathon Weekend, I believe everything, and uh, from what I've heard rumored is it's 25 to 33% of the normal amount of entries were actually sold. So within about a two hour period, everything was sold out. And so when you're in these groups, it, it helps you know that, okay, this is the day they're going to come out. And there's people giving tips of what they do to make sure that they get registered. And then at the same time, you see when the course gets released, you see that here's what the course is going to be. Here's going to be some of the, the harder parts, some of the easier parts, uh, making sure that you're prepared for that day. And that I, I just watch people because I run it solo and I'm, I kind of get into my own mind that I, I don't want to necessarily make friends in the process on the, the running day. I want to be able to kind of go my own pace, but there's some people that they know that they need the encouragement. So they make friends in these groups and then they meet each other in the corrals and then they run the entire race together. So mm. kind of knowing yourself of, am I going to need somebody's encouragement because there's going to be people that I can meet and get to know and be that encouragement for me. Yeah. I know one of the, the guests that we had had on our show back in May, uh, Lou Mangello, who, who runs WDW radio um, he has a, a WDW radio running team and they run together and you know, sometimes it's 15, 20 people and they run together and it's more of a social kind of club, but they, they do it together and they still run the race and it's a hoot. I mean, it, he talks about this thing and, and, and it's absolutely a hoot. And, and I just, it absolutely, you have painted such a spectacular picture about what this is. And again, for any Disney fan, I mean, I, I'm, I'm ready to start losing some weight and start, I want to do this, like get past yeah. COVID and go run this darn thing. It just sounds so absolutely fun. Um, is there anything else you want to add? As I look at the clock, it looks like we're moving up on closing time here. Anything else you want to add before we close out the show? I think the big thing is just give it a try that, in that sense of there, Disney is going to do it right and they're going to treat you right. And if you go out and you make an attempt at, let's just say, even the 5K and that you can't keep a, uh, a certain pace, they've got uh, their charter buses that are out on the, car, uh, the course. They call them their party buses that if mm-hmm. you get to a certain spot and you don't make the cutoff, they load you on the party bus. They take you to the finish line. They still celebrate you anyways. That to me, I think one of the biggest things about it is get moving, get active and, and have some fun doing it. And you'll be amazed at what you very quickly find out that you're capable and able to do. And I mean, not everybody's going to ever run a marathon, but at the same time, if it's something that even within your family, you can make it a, a tradition of, Hey, we're going to try and be healthier and we're yeah. going to run this uh, race together, or we're going to walk this race together. It's, I, I love that our, Annie and I's girls have done the hundred yard dash and they love it. And uh, even on that end, they do that right too, that the the kids run it. They've got a whole system so that you're able to pick up your kids, keep your kids safe. And then they give the kids bananas and applesauce and their metal at the end. And Mickey or Minnie is there. Like everything about this is just done so well. Disney treats you right. And it's a great first experience into running. And then there's people that will then kind of take that next step moving towards the, the more major marathons of, of Boston or New York or Chicago, 
but it's a great spot to get going with running. So basically what I'm ultimately hearing here is, yes, you can take this seriously. Yes, you can try to make a better, you know, make a better time, whatever. But at the end of the day, this is like, a, I almost kind of liken it to bowling. You've got very serious leagues and you've got social leagues. This, for the most part, seems to be like a social run where you can still track your time and get better at it. And it's all about having fun, being healthy, um, and, and really enjoying yourself. And, and it's a way to kind of get you introduced to the world of running that if you do want to be more serious, you might be able to do something that's, you know, a little bit more of a mainstream run like a Boston or a Detroit or a New that's York. Right. Now you had mentioned these party buses real quick. If somebody does happen to get on a party bus or doesn't finish, they still get a medal though, right? They still get the medal. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, they, they, you paid for it. So they're still going to give it to you. Yeah, but you just have a story to tell, like, yep, I got at the party bus at mile number 14 or, exactly. or whatever. Okay, yeah. cool. And again, it's it, it's all about pride and, and, and just, you know, knowing what you can accomplish and what you can accomplish. So, well... Scott, truly, this this episode, I I think this is going to be a really really popular episode um, because you have just painted an amazing picture of, of what this this is, and um, I'm motivated. I'm going to talk to Matt. Maybe we'll uh, try to work out together a little bit and maybe do a run Disney next year or something. Nice. That'd be fun. Do you have any kind of following? Do you do you have anything that like a Twitter handle or anything that people follow you at that you'd like to plug before we go? I mean, honestly, not anything in particular. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm in the uh, in the I'm, group. In the, I'm in the group, so it's I, I've posted some stuff recently. So feel free yeah. to, to ask me questions or tag me in there if anybody would like to. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Scott alluded to it as we close up shop, it's closing time here. Um, our Facebook group beers and ears podcast, uh, Scott is one of our more active members in the group, which we love. Um, so he's in there. So if you have more questions, uh, seek him out. I mean, he, he's, he's offering his assistance. I think that's great. Um, if you'd like to just interact with us in the group beers and ears podcast, um, we're also on Twitter and Instagram beers, ears, 1928. You can email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Um, as Matt oftentimes says over and over again, uh, rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. Uh, it helps us uh, you know, kind of stay relevant in the listings wherever you get your podcast. Uh, actually, that's a good point. If you're if you're listening to us, maybe through the website link that we post, um, try to get us through Apple Podcasts or Google or Stitcher or Spotify because that does help us in our rankings. And if you've got friends, maybe I've run someone who wants to run um, or runs one of the more serious marathons and wants to maybe give give Run Disney a chance, share this episode with them. If you got a Disney fan, a Marvel fan, a Star Wars fan, a Pixar fan, share the whole series with them. Um, we are trying our best to continue to grow um, the podcast as we go along. So. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today. This was a great episode, bud. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. And hopefully maybe we can get you back on. I think you and Matt would have a great uh, conversation, both being kind of in that ministry aspect in your your private life. So so we're going to raise our glasses up, folks. This has been on us. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. Matt will be back on our next episode. Have a wonderful day, everybody. We'll see you real soon.